When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Standing on the North Bank. This is a Swansea City podcast from Wales Online. Matt Davis here again uh, with Andrew Gwilliam and we'll be discussing everything to do with Swansea City uh, that's happened over the last seven days. Um, right, let's go straight to Rotherham then. For 80 minutes, it's a walk in the park for Swansea and then it just all went wrong. Yeah, that's a pretty, yeah, pretty, <laughs> that's a pretty accurate assessment. Well, really 78 minutes, is it? Yeah, I mean... A real pity because uh, I thought that was Swansea's best away performance by quite some distance and up there with their best performances of the season full stop really you know they had complete control of the game uh, chances to extend their lead which they could and probably should have taken and you know it's that old sort of adage that if you don't kill a game off when you're on top you allow the potential for anything to derail you, basically, and you know, in, in the end, Rotherham haven't created anything of any note, uh, and yeah, you know, they have two penalties and and they walk away with the three points. So, you know, a, a lesson very much learned the hard way. But I, I think you would also say that the overall picture in terms of the performance. There's still a lot of encouragement you can take from that, you know. And I think with a with a young squad, that ruthless edge, that that clinical element in front of goal, often that is the last thing that teams put in place. Yeah. You know, it, it it takes time to be of the quality where you regularly stick two, three, four goals past sides, uh, and it's one that Swansea have shown that they're starting to find a little. In some games, but not with any consistency. But you know, I, I, I know I still thought that you know, overall, I thought it was it was a tremendously heartening performance. But you know, when you leave with nothing to show for it, then you know it's a pretty miserable. Uh, you know, it's a pretty miserable old trip home uh, from yeah. South Yorkshire on the back or something like that. I mean, if they just if they escaped there with a, all three points in a one 0 win, you'd have said. Well, yeah. put, put, he said, perfect, perfect away performance, performance yeah. really you know, dug in when they had to and, and kept Rotherham at arm's length all the way through. Um, let's discuss the, the two the two penalties then. I can see how the first one mm. was given. I can't really see how, in my personal opinion, why, how the second one, how you can give yeah. handball for that. I thought they were both debatable. Yeah. Um, as you say, if you look at the footage of the aerial duel between Nordfeld and Proctor you just see that when Nordfeld lands he does appear to sort of grab his shoulder yeah that's and, that's and exactly Proctor what goes down yeah. and, and I think as you say I think that's what the referee has has looked at um, I didn't think there was much in the actual aerial challenge between the two of them um, you know you could make a you could make a case that Nordfeld should have come for the ball in the first place in which case he wouldn't have got to that point uh, and the second one I think it's just a real lack of empathy, isn't it? Um, you know, we talk about referees having to have an empathy with players and an understanding of 
the situations they're in, you know, as Graham Potter said, you know, how, you know, 99 times out of 100, probably 100 times out of 100, someone in Leroy first position there will instinctively put their hands up in front of their face because there's, yep. because there's an object travelling at some speed straight at you. You know, you have no, you know, Leroy's decision to raise his hands is not one born out of, oh, well, I know what I'm going to do here. I'm going to block this with my hands. It's born <laughs> out of instinct. It's, Absolutely. You know, he's protecting himself because you've, you've got something coming at you from short range through a couple of bo- you know a couple of bodies you've, you've got no time to to adjust to it yeah, you know and i mean I the irony being that the only reason to hit leroy in the first place was because it was such a dreadful shot you know, it, was, it was going miles wide I, I can't really understand the people who say oh well he should have taken the hits in the it's, 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 it's instinct you it's instinct you you're not thinking about react it react in a split second with that you know it's um, like if you know bad example to give this but you know, if, if you if you walking through a crowd and someone tried to clip you <laughs> punch you in the face you instinctively would raise your hands wouldn't you? Yeah. You're like, you know, you, you wouldn't it's just let someone smack you on the yeah. nose which is you know not far off the situation that he was in there so I uh, yeah as you say first one you can you can see why you can just about see why it was given but I mean the second one's just there's uh, there is no empathy at all with the with the player there um Graham Potter spoke yesterday about his, um, or how he he views the goalkeeping yeah. situation. Um, arguably, I think that um, Norvelt showed a lot of indecision really with that first penalty incident. He should have come for the ball, claimed it. Um, it's easy for me to say that I'm not a professional goalkeeper or a goalkeeping coach, but. One thing that strikes me about Mulder is that he is a more commanding mm. keeper. And do you understand where Graham Potter's coming from with his comments about giving them um, both a chance? I do. I, I can I can understand it. You know whether you know whether we would say that we would all agree with it is yeah. is a different thing. You know I think from the perspective of he's looking at it, going I'm. New, you know, still even now, still relatively new to the club. Neither of these guys has played a great deal over the recent years, yeah. and you know, Nordfeld lost his place by an injury, not through anything he'd done wrong. Mulder's had a run, done very well, I thought personally. You know, five clean sheets in nine, and then you know, I look. I think a lot of us in that situation would have just kept Mulder going, yeah. and I think. You know, again, my personal opinion would have been that that was that would be the thing that I would have done. I would have, yeah, I would have kept Mulder going because he was going along really well, keeping clean sheets, and as you say, real authority, particularly in the air, coming to deal with crosses and things like that. Which you know, look at the end of the day, you see quite a bit of in the championship, yeah, you know, that side of the game. But then I can also understand the manager thinking, well, I've got to be seen to be giving these guys an equal opportunity. And I've got to be seen to be to be fair to both of them. So the one's lost his place because of injury. He's had to wait. It's only fair that for me to make a proper judgment on who the better keeper is, he has to have a proper run of games in the side. Um, the pity is that you know, look, it's easy to it's easy to overlook and say that Norfolk's just not just not very good and Mulder's great. I don't think it's quite as simple as that. I I don't believe there's a, a massive gulf between them as goalkeepers. Yeah. If you were to look at Nordfeld since he came back in the side, the save from Will Grigg at Wigan, 
where Swansea could have lost the game when they ended up with a point and they probably should have won. You think of the save he made from Bradley Duck the in the Blackburn game, a 2 1. That's huge. You know, that could have been 2 all. Swansea don't win there. He made a couple of important saves against Reading, you know, when Swansea had that sort of a feel it spell early in the second half. And prior to, the, to that penalty last week, he made a good save from Manning's free kick to keep Swansea 1 0 up. Yeah. The pity is that between those moments, and the other thing to note is if you look at a lot of Swansea's goals, when we talk about their team goals, if you like, you know, where it's been knitted together over a number of passes, a lot of them do stem from him playing out from the back. Yeah. So you shouldn't overlook that. But then you think of Trevor Chaloba's header for Ipswich, the winner there, you know, it, it comes quite slowly to him and he gets a good hand to it, can't get it around the post, it ends up in the, in the net. And as you touched on, I thought last weekend he started to come for it and he should have just carried on. He should have just trusted his instinct and gone to claim it. And instead, if you look at him, he hesitates, thinks about going back to his line, mm. which I think would have been fine also, to be honest. I don't think Proctor, because the way the ball was hanging in the air, I don't think Pop, um, Proctor could have beaten him with a header from where he was if he'd have been on his line. But in the end, he didn't do either or, did he? He sort of hung around on the edge of his six-yard box, let it bounce, didn't claim it when it was low... You know, as it skipped up off the turf. Yeah. And then he's ended up having to jump with the striker and then, you know, you're in the lap of the gods and, you know, the referee ends up giving the penalty. And, you know, when you make a hesitation or a mistake like that, then you're going to come under scrutiny, particularly because you're in instead of a guy who was pretty flawless throughout his run. So, I mean, I think I'm right in saying if Nordford starts against Bolton, they'll have made the same number of league appearances. Right. So I do wonder if, you know, in terms of we're talking about an equal opportunity, they'll have both had the same number of games after tomorrow if uh, if Nordfeld plays. So might it be that after the international break, you know, we we get a decision made maybe and, and we maybe see who is starting to come out his first choice. Because I think if you look at the rest of the side, you know, we've spoken a lot about the number of changes Potter's made over the season, but there were only two changes... Um, for the Reading game, I think I'm right in saying, and then there was only one change up at Rotherham. Yeah. So it does seem as if that nucleus of the side, the spine of the side, is starting to settle down a little bit, and uh, you know maybe that decision over the keeper isn't isn't far off. But I mean, bottom line, I think if you ask the majority of fans, and I think we would share this opinion. If you if at this time you had to pick one, when you were put, putting your team together, I you know I would pick Mulder. I think you probably would too yeah. from the conversations we have. He just seems to, as I said to you earlier, he seems to have a confidence about him and that instills a confidence in his back four yeah. and that relationship is absolutely yeah. key. If there's indecision, and there has been on occasion yeah. when Norfeld has played, there is a nervousness, perhaps, I mean, it's difficult to get into the mindset, it's in fact impossible to get into the mindset of other people, but... You do just get that sense. Yeah. I mean, even the crowd occasionally yeah, yeah. have that sense of when the ball's at Norfolk's yeah. feet. Yeah, you're anxious. Yeah, there is a, there is an anxiousness there. Um, who knows? But this, who this will, is yeah. but this is manager's prerogative, isn't yeah, it? This exactly. is you know we, we the manager doesn't have to do what we all think. You know, it's 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 his it's his neck on the line when it goes wrong, and it's his. Um, you know he gets the plaudits 
when it goes right. So you know, if if that's how Graham Potter wants to do it, that's how that's how Graham Potter gets to do it. So you know, time time will tell. At the moment, you do feel that Mulder is I don't know, I don't know if more deserving, but on form, Mulder yeah. would be the man you'd pick. But we you know we will. I guess we'll see when you know when the team is named on Saturday, and then moving forward after the international break, if um, if he's moving one way or the other. We'll see. Right, um, got written down here, Wilf is back. In capital letters. In capital letters. I can tell you're excited. That's probably <laughs> been there for the last seven weeks, is it? I'm mm. not sure. Yeah, I think we've... Since the end of August, I think we've been asking, is, when's Wilf going to be back? Oh, is this for real this time? We think so. We think so. We think, we think so. so. Um, it, uh, I am not going to second-guess Graham Potter's selection, but we, we, we have had an indication that he might well be on the bench. At Bolton, so if that is the case, you know, look, um, whatever happens with his future with January coming up, it is good to see him back because you know Ollie McBurney has ploughed a bit of a lone furrow, really. You know, the Swansea haven't been able to give him any any rest, if you like. You know, he's had to soldier on pretty much game after game after game, and I know Courtney Baker Richardson's coming and done okay on a couple of occasions, but look, Wilfred Bourney, experienced player. Lots of top flight experience, international honours, you know, in the championship. If he can be anywhere near fit and firing, you know, he's going to cause problems. You know, I'm not saying that that'll be the case from the Bolton game. It's going to take some time, you know, for nine months. But look, first thing, you know, whatever happens moving forward, first things first, really good to see him back. And I think he's going to be an important option. You know, there are still, you know, I was looking the other day, I think there's still 30, there are 13 league games between now and the end of the January window. So that's nearly a third of the season. Yeah. So whatever happens to him in January, you know, there's potentially a fair chunk of this campaign that he can be involved in and he can he can have an impact in. So, you know, yeah, good good to see him back. I don't think his I don't think his wages are sustainable in the championship. He's out of contract in the summer. You know, you would you would think that he is not going to be a Swansea City player in the long term, but let's just get him back and get him fit, and then you know, look, it cuts both ways because yeah, it, it if he plays, wasn't it? Yeah. if he plays, then potentially someone who's interested gets a better idea of whether he's worth pursuing or not, uh, and Swansea get you know an experienced physical striker to call upon over the next you know two or three months. He's always been the sort of player that takes a long time to get match fit. Yeah, yeah. I, I seem to remember even when they signed him from. Mm. The test that it took a long time. He was on the bench. Yeah, Michael Loudrop was very gentle with yeah. him, wasn't he? Yeah. It took a long time to get him up to. He's like a, he's like a Rolls Royce. Long time. Um, right, point number four here. I've got Jeff is back in capital letters. Also, capital well. letters. Also, I'm very very excited. This well, exactly. order together. Well, it's Friday and all. Um, <laughs> do you? See, I, I see the same thing that could happen with with Boney. They probably be named. Yeah, he won't start. You know, he won't start. Um, you know, we, he, he, he <laughs> don't have to come back and pull a hamstring again. I'm about to say a way trip uh, up north on, yeah, a, on a rainy a cold, Saturday. Cold, oh. rainy Saturday, November. I can't see Jeff uh, being uh, that keen for that. Yeah, although Graham Potter did say yesterday that he's been honoured him all week, telling him I'm ready to play. <laughs> you know, you go, I'm ready to play. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, look, that, that'll be a softly, softly approach as well. You know, you, if you look at the cameos we've seen from him, you know, he turned the game at Sheffield United, he turned the game at Millwall. 
we want to see that and we want to see that on a more regular basis. So yeah. first things first, get him fit. Um, you know, Graham Potter's spoken about needing to, you know, be quite careful in how the in how he trains and what exercises he's involved yeah. in. So he's not put you know he's not putting any 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 uh, any muscles or anything under any undue strain because of how susceptible he can be to injury. So just just take it easy. But again, you know, look, really good to see him back because you know he's exciting and you and you start to think you know obviously Daniel James, you know, has been so good the last few weeks and. You know, I think the thing with Daniel James is he could play on the right, so you know you could potentially have once everyone's properly up and running, you could have Montero one side and James on the other. Which mm. I can't, I can't think there's too many defenses in the championship would be wanting to to face that of a weekend. So, yeah, very encouraging. You think with with Boney and Montero in their prime, and if they when they're fit, you know, they, those are two players that are terrorise a lot of defenses across the. The highest or the, at the highest oh, level. Oh look, fit those two fully fit and in form are too good for the championship. Oh, that's absolutely. the that's the that's the bottom line. So I think I think that's the challenge for Swansea. Can you get them to that level where they are causing carnage? You know, um, you know. Like I say, I I I really don't think uh, Wilfred is going to be around in the long term. That's just the necessity of being on a, a six figure a week. Salary, you know, you, you you can't you can't do that in the championship, really. Um, Jeff's obviously got a couple of years yeah. left, I think, isn't he? So I mean, I think I think they'd like to keep they'd like to keep Jeff. You know, I think I think there'd have been a suggestion he would leave in the summer, but Graham Potter saw him skinning people for fun in training and thought, well, like, I fancy having this guy around. So yeah, get get them fit. They will be yeah. they will be a handful. But that's the. Ch- but therein, well, the challenge, therein but has always been the challenge with a pair them, of them, isn't it? To get them fit and motivated and, well, fit and motivated at the mm. same time would be, is obviously the, the, the end the end goal yeah. with those two. Um, some good news this week. Yeah. New contracts for Jay Fulton and Matt Grimes. Yeah. Hopefully some news on Colin Roberts soon. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the key one, isn't it? I really? think, and look, that is, the, that is the guidance we've been given by... Uh, Graham Potter and the club is that 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 deal should be done reasonably soon. You know, I'm I'm aware that there has been a bit of bit of talk that talks have stalled. Look, you know, just to reiterate, I'm you know I'm not saying that that's not the case, but that's not something that we that we have heard in you know in in sort of following the story really. So I mean, you know, as you say, hopefully that is done sooner rather than later. And I think there's a you know I believe there's a couple of other players. Uh, they're talking to as well, but you know, look, all good news. And for those two players, you know, you mentioned there, uh, Jay Foot and Matt Grimes, fully deserved. But fully, fully deserved, deserved. But also, those those two could have quite easily yeah. have left this summer, Absolutely. especially with Fulton. He was oh, very yeah. close. Yeah, I mean, Redding were very keen on him, and I think it just came down to the fact that had he left, Swansea would have had one midfielder, wouldn't yeah. they? You know, they'd have had one senior midfielder, yeah. Tom Carroll. Um, you know, and given. Given how short they were in other places, he's just maybe a step too far. He's arguably not he's far off the first choice left back anyway at the moment. Grimes, right, right? yeah. Well, I think yeah, well, I'd say he probably is. He's done brilliantly though. You know, his adaptability. You know, he's 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 an intelligent footballer. I think if you look at how he plays at left back, yeah. You know, he tucks into midfield sometimes. Others, he hangs wide. You know, his understanding with James is good. You could see last week. You know, sometimes in defeat, other times looking looking for James to spin off, 
and he's got that nice weighted pass off his left foot, you know, <coughs> to get uh, you know to get his winger high up the pitch. So, well, he's you know they've they've both been excellent. You know, Fulton's showcased a more attacking side to his game, which you know I don't think is something we've really seen during his previous time at the club. Yeah, and and they've and they've been two of the you know two of the better performers during the season to date. So, richly deserved, and I think it's encouraging for supporters to see that players who've made an impact are doing well and you're, and you're tying them down and you know look uh, famous last words we we'll see what happens in January I suppose but you know at least there is a little bit more security in terms of those guys being in for the you know for the longer Absolutely. term and I said hopefully we'll have some good news on on Connor yeah. because he I mean he's oh, as well as, as as Joe last week yeah. signing the signing the con- uh, new, a new deal that was you know, Roberts is probably the the next one to to really nail down. Yeah, I think he's probably the biggest one as well. I, I I just think as you know, there are there is a bit of talk of Premier League sides having a look at him. January is fast approaching. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that is something that could be that needs to be done sooner rather than later. Really, you yeah. know, we need, need to we need to be secure in the knowledge that you know, hopefully Connor's going to be around the club for a few more years yet. Okay. Um, We'll move on to um, some quite sad news. Mm. Um, Jack Evans, uh, Swansea City youngster, has been diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. And obviously, our best wishes to, yeah. to him and to his family. Um, but what the what his teammates have done to rally around him has has been really quite heartwarming. It has, yeah. Um, uh, I'm sure you know. For those who uh, maybe haven't seen the story. Um, Basically, the first team squad, uh, both including players from last season and those who have either come up or signed this season, uh, made a five uh, five figure donation to a Just Giving page that had been set up <coughs> to, to help uh, Jack and his family, um, which you know I think you know speaks um, uh, speaks tremendously of the the, the the bond there is between them as a group. Um, you know, Graham Potter has spoken about you know. It's okay having good footballers, but you've got to have good people, and I think I think that's a sort of gesture that shows that there's a togetherness among that group, and they and they are you know they're looking out for each other, and um, yeah. you know um, you know we've we've tried to be very sensitive with the story. I mean you know supporters would be aware that um, you know Jack was ruled out for the majority of the season. I think in the summer. Um, and we, we've been trying to be very careful because obviously you don't want to be insensitive to his family. So we have, um, um, you know, the, the the club have helped us to liaise with the family over, um, you know, over how we've handled the story, and obviously don't don't want to cause uh, them or Jack any upset. And yeah, look, we just just wish him all the very best. You know, he's a he's a talented midfielder. Uh, you know, when I watched the twenty threes over the last couple of seasons. You know, looked a very promising prospect. You know, in the same age group as Joe Roden. You know, I think they, I think they joined the club's academy not too far apart. You know, they were both eight years old, <coughs> and he's he is highly thought of and highly rated. You yeah. know, I know Cameron Toshak and Gary Richards, twenty threes coaches, think a lot of him, and you know, just you know, everyone wishes him all the very best for a full and speedy recovery. And you know, hopefully, hopefully, it will not be that long till we see uh, till we see him back in Swansea City colours out on the field, uh, doing what he does best. Absolutely. Um, so, just one last point now on Bolton. 
Um, I ask you this every week. There's no point really trying to predict nope. what it's going to do. Okay. No, I mean, what, yeah. What, what, I mean, I, I mean the, just to say, I, mean, I think on the back of what happened to Rotherham, I think tomorrow is quite important. Uh, you know, you want to put an experience that painful behind you quite quickly. Especially going into an international break International as well. break. You know, can you put that behind you and play with the same level of control and dominance yeah. that they had? And I think if Swansea could do that and win, that would be a pretty good statement about their their mental strength and their ability to bounce back. You know, Bolton, I think it's one win in 12. They've only scored two goals in their last nine games. <coughs> you know, n- look, nothing's, you know, no one hands over three points before kickoff. You've got to go out and do it. But I think the form Swansea have been in, there's no reason why they shouldn't be saying we can go up there and win. So... You know, and the win could very easily put them back in the playoff places going into the, you know, the third international break, and then, you know, we're really into the, uh, the meat of the season. Then you know we've we you know there's no international break until March, games will keep coming at you, and you know I dare say by the time we're talking before another international break, we'll have a, a much clearer idea of where the playoff picture and everything stands because I mean it's just such yeah. a close division at the moment. You know, um, get to me the point in his column you know I think it's 20 points from top to bottom which is yeah, it's incredibly, you know it's incredibly tight okay well there you go that's probably a good place to wrap up um, obviously you can read everything uh, all the fallout from the game at uh, at Bolton where do they play now Macron the University of Bolton Stadium it's, it's the same ground it's just got no, a different name just run just yeah, yeah. <laughs> rolls off the tongue um, all the uh, all the fallout will be on uh, on Wales Online on Saturday evening And um, yeah, we'll probably be back next week. Thanks.